All right, Don, I'm ready. You want me to take the opening, huh? It's a two-fisted, quick-triggered marksman who shoots from the hip and never misses. Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. It's 2017. Welcome to our night of Jack Benny and Phil Harris. I thought I'd come on and introduce these shows really quickly. Then you'll hear my old intros, of course. The reason I wanted to do that is because both of the Jack Benny episodes have nice sound upgrades since last time we played them, especially the 1942 one. It's a big jump up. So please listen to that tonight. Also, because the 1942 episode, uh, there's a number of things I want to mention about it really quick, but uh, let me first go into the 1952 episode. It is from April 6th, 1952, and it's Jack opening his swimming pool, which is always fun, but I'll talk more about that in just a minute as we play the old intro. But following that, we have the Phil Harris Alice Faye show from the same night, April 6, 1952. Uh, first time these two episodes have probably been presented together since that time frame. Anyway, what we have is Don Wilson took over that night as announcer on the Phil Harris show. Uh, from the normal announcer of the Phil Harris Show, so it's kind of fun to hear Don Wilson introducing and um, doing the narration throughout of the uh, Phil Harris Show. So that's kind of cool, unique thing about it tonight. So make sure you listen to that for you for this unique experience. Then after that, we go into the Jack Benny Show from ten years earlier in 1942, and that episode. Uh, I left my intro on. It's one of my earlier intros, and I make a lot of mistakes in the intro, but I thought I'd keep it because some folks like to hear my old intros. Uh, some of the things that I should cover again on that episode, one, like I say, the sound quality is higher than I've ever brought to you before. Thank you to the folks at Cobalt Club for allowing that to happen. Um, they just keep finding great episodes to replace uh, some of the older episodes that aren't as good sound quality. Uh, secondly, it features Percy Kilbride, and Jack found Percy Kilbride uh, when Jack was scouting the Washington Slept Here play production in order to think about doing the movie. He really liked Percy Kilbride, who was in the part in the play. And so he said that he wanted to bring Percy Kilbride in to play the same part in the movie um, version of it that Jack would be in. And he, he was so adamant about it, he said, if you don't get him, then I'm not going to be in the movie, which I thought was interesting. Uh, so anyway, they, they did get him, and so Percy Kilbride is in the movie uh, Washington Slept Here. That's the movie I can't remember when I'm... Um, in 1942, you'll hear my intro, and I'm stumbling over trying to remember what the movie was. But that was uh, the film. Great film if you haven't watched it. Really fun. Um, kind of ties into where Percy Kilbride would go in the future, which is he did The Egg and I with Fred McMurray, and then from there on did the Mom Pa Kettle movies. 
and uh, his character in the Ma and Pa Kettle movies and his character, of course, in The Egg and I is very similar to his uh, character in uh, Washington Slept Here. So uh, you might uh, want to get a chance to watch George Washington Slept Here. Uh, anyway, I think that kind of covers it. Oh, it doesn't cover it. There's one more thing. Um, the other big thing about 1942 is that in that, this particular episode, it is filmed, oh, filmed, I, like I slipped up, but I didn't actually. It is filmed at Camp On. They, uh, if you've ever wanted to watch what a radio show uh, looks like, uh, they actually filmed this this radio show. So this particular show, uh, we have, like I say, great sound quality on it now. It's wonderful to listen to. But if you want to just hear uh, hear and see part of it, uh, there there is a version of it that you can watch. And so I will link to that and so you can get to it. Uh, it it's over on YouTube. If you search for it under Camp Han and um, Jack Benny, you'll find it too. What's interesting about it is they really did a good job of editing it. It doesn't. It's it, it's not just one section of the Jack Benny show. It's like uh, of this episode. It's certain parts cut out and put together so that you get a chance to experience, which is wonderful. Jack and Mary and Phil and Dennis and Rochester and Mel Blanc is in this one, which he wasn't in all the episodes, certainly at this time. He wasn't a regular, but he appeared sometimes, and, and so you get a chance to see Mel Blanc, and you get a chance to see um, uh, Frank Nelson, which is uh, really cool. It, it's a perfect, perfect show for them to do, uh, to film. So really fun to see what a younger Jack Benny and cast looks like uh, they wouldn't go into television for another almost a decade after this, so kind of cool to see that. Um, the The resolution of the YouTube clips and things aren't that high. They're great to watch on a phone or something. If you're going to blow them up in a big screen, they'll look pretty blocky, but uh, it's just fun to see that. So, um, well, the other thing I thought I'd mention really quick before I go is uh, I still am using RSS. RSS Radio, which is an app on the iPhone that allows you to download your podcast you want to listen to, and on my podcast and any others that do links, it'll show that link and so you can click right on it and play it right on your phone, which is really nice. Um, There's a free version of RSS Radio and a pay for $4.99. I think the free version, you get like three uh, podcasts you can follow. So if you only follow mine and a couple more, it'll work great for you. Um, I do not I do not work for that company or anything. I just really enjoy it, and it works really, really well compared to... I was always frustrated with the um, Apple version of the podcast programming. It just didn't seem to work right. I guess I should try that again. I haven't tried it in a while, so maybe they made it better. Anyway, without further ado... Here's my old intro. Enjoy enjoy these three awesome episodes of The Jack Benny Show and Phil Harris, and we'll see you next time. Well, Jello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. Welcome to another episode of The Jack Benny Show from the 1951-1952 season. This episode is one of the fun ones that features uh, 
Jack's swimming pool, and I always love the pool episodes. They He does them every few years, almost every year really, probably. Anyway, um, and we just had one recently, so a lot of the bits stay the same, but he always adds new things, and so it's fun. Uh, this episode... Uh, Mel Blanc gets get to do a lot of stuff. He gets to be a frog and a rice harvester and an x-ray technician. Uh, uh, Frank Nelson's going to be in the episode, of course. It's, 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 it's going to be a fun episode. Uh, one character I don't talk about too much, I'm, I'm sure I've talked about her at least once before, is the nasal songstress. Uh, at least that's what um, Laura Love calls her in her books. But this nasal songstress just comes on and sings, and it's played by Sarah Brenner, and uh, she w- she was on the show like for years doing this. It's sort of when whenever Jack's changing the channels on the radio, and you hear somebody, I mean, loving you, you know that sort of nasal thing going on. That's Sarah Brenner, and she does it, uh, like I say, for ages on the show. Uh, I believe she's featured a little bit more on this show, so I thought I'd go ahead and give her a, a nod and just say that I, I do enjoy that. It's just one of those crazy little things on Jack Benny shows that keeps coming back and coming back, and you don't really notice until you've listened to a whole bunch of episodes and go, hey, wait a minute, I've heard this singer before. Uh, anyway, enjoy tonight's episode. Uh, I, I have forgotten this week to make a push for donations, so let me just real quickly say thank you, thank you to all the folks that have donated recently. There's uh, been a lot of folks. In fact, I will read you some of the list. I haven't done that in a while. So hold on while I grab my list. Okay, here we go. From this month, I want to thank Adam and Scott for the donations. Uh, For last month, I want to thank Leah um, and Richard and Amy and Edward, and Kim, Chad, Brian, Ray, Roy, John, Chesia, maybe, <laughs> Colum, um, and that takes us back the last couple months. So, a uh, thank you to all you folks who have donated. Uh, the most popular donating level is $39 to kind of salute Jack Benny, of course. Uh, the I love it when folks donate on the uh, Alice Faye level, which is $100 and above, uh, of course, because she's infinitely rich. Uh, then I've had a number of people that have started, uh, the Phil Harris level has become very popular, uh, share a fifth with uh, Phil Harris by sending a $5 donation. And, uh, of course, the Dennis Day level of $2, because he has two shows, is always popular as well. So whatever you feel comfortable sending in, or if things are tight in the economy and everything, don't worry about it. Uh, We're doing okay, but we just constantly need donations, because I cannot run this without the donations. We have, um, actually, a couple weeks ago, I'd played an old podcast and it said I had like 300 listeners or downloaders a day or something like that. And I was thinking that was from, I don't know, two or three years ago. Uh, just to show you how much things have grown, uh, we have around um, 
three, two to three thousand downloads a day that happen, and we have visitors, um, unique visitors of about uh, 650 to 700 people a day, um, and what else? Uh, oh, and we churn through <laughs> about a little over two terabytes a month of uh, downloads that happen. So, you know, there's absolutely no way we could afford to do this without people donating. So thank you so much for all you donators. Um, if you want to donate, of course, the PayPal address is buckbennyotr at gmail.com. That is also my email address, so of course you can email me there and say hi and stuff. I love to hear from you guys. And uh, if you don't know how to do that on PayPal, then just go to my main page. Um, just any search engine, type in Buck Benny Podcast or Jack Benny Podcast will be the first one that pops up. Go there to our first page and where it says donate, click on the donate button and that'll help you donate with, with PayPal any amount you want. If you'd rather uh, send a check, money order, cash, whatever, um, then email me at that email address, thebuckbennyotr at gmail.com and ask for my address and I'll send it to you and then you can send me a check or whatever you ha what have you. Um, again, thanks for all your support, everybody. And please keep on supporting the podcast because we definitely need it. It keeps growing. And as it grows, we need more and more people donating. So if you've never donated before, what a great time to do that. Uh, anyway, enjoy tonight's episode. We'll see you next time. Lucky Strike presents the Jack Benny Program. But first, here's an important message from the National Tobacco Tax Research Council. Ever stop to think that you cigarette smokers help deliver the United States mail? Fact. The post office has an annual deficit of about $600 million. But you cigarette smokers contribute over three times that deficit in cigarette taxes. Yes, out of every cigarette pack you buy, the federal government takes eight cents a pack. And most state and local governments take three or four cents more. That's better than a 50% tax on every cigarette you smoke. Yes, when you buy cigarettes, over half your packs go for tax. And now the Jack Benny program presented by Lucky Strike. Do you do that? Do that? Do that? Do you do that? Do that? Be happy, go lucky. Be happy, get better taste. Be happy, go lucky. Get better taste today. Friends, tear and compare. See for yourself that Luckies are made better to taste better. From a newly opened pack, take a cigarette made by any other manufacturer. Carefully tear a thin strip of paper straight down the seam from end to end and gently remove the tobacco. In tearing, be sure not to loosen or dig into the tobacco. Now, do exactly the same with a lucky strike. Then compare. Some cigarettes are too loosely packed. Some even fall apart. But look at that lucky. See how it stays together, a perfect cylinder of fine, mild tobacco. Now, what does this mean to you as a smoker? It means exactly this. Because your lucky is so round and firm and fully packed, you avoid annoying loose ends that spoil the taste, hot spots that burn harsh and dry. Because your lucky has long strands of fresh, clean, good-tasting tobacco, it burns evenly, smokes smooth and mild. Yes, tear and compare. Prove to yourself that luckies are made better to taste better. Then make your next carton lucky strike. <laughs>
Strike program starring Jack Benny with Barry Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Dennis Day, and yours truly, Don Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, the warm weather is here, so let's go out to Jack Benny's house where we find Jack and Rochester cleaning out the swimming pool. Well, all the water's out of the pool now, boys. Good. Gosh, this pool sure can get dirty in a few months. Maybe it would keep cleaner if it had a tile bottom. Well, I... Or even a cement bottom. <laughs> well, In uh... fact, any kind of a bottom would be better than just plain mud. <laughs> well, I... I would cement it, but I'm growing rice in the shallow end. <laughs> now, Rochester, when we finish cleaning the pool, I want to transplant some tulips in front of the house. Tulips? Why? Well, Queen Juliana of the Netherlands is going to be in town soon. She'll be staying at the Beverly Hills Hotel, which is just a couple of blocks from here, and she may drop in. You know. Oh, then you met Queen Juliana when you were in Holland. Well, no, Rochester. You see, the day before I arrived in Amsterdam, the queen had gone to Rotterdam, you see. But her husband, Prince Bernhardt, he's a, he's a wonderful fellow. Oh, then you met Prince Bernhardt. Well, no. You see, I went from Amsterdam to Rotterdam. But when I got to Rotterdam, I found out that they had gone back to Amsterdam. You'd have done better if you'd have gone to Boulderdam. <laughs> I guess so. Now, come on. Let's start cleaning the pool. Rochester, go over to the other end, and we'll... Oh, look at that frog over there in the corner. Isn't he cute? Yeah, he's sure big, too. Rochester, help me catch him. Oh, he'd make a cute pet. I'd like to keep him. <laughs> Anything that's green, you like to save. <laughs> Hurry, he's hopping away. Rochester, where'd he go? Where is he? He jumped up on your head, boss. On my head? Well, get him off. Get him off, quick. Hold still, I'll get him. Hello, Jack. What's all the excitement? Rochester, get him off. Boss, boss, Miss Livingston's here. Tip your frog. <laughs> oh, hello, Mary. Oh, darn it. He got away. And I wanted to keep him. Oh, Jack, you've already got a turtle, a lizard, a garter snake, two crickets, and a caterpillar. What do you want all those things for? Well, Mary, it's no fun coming home at night to an empty house, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of the first time we met. Huh? When you leaned over and whispered in my ear, come up to my apartment, honey, and I'll show you my insects. <laughs> I was a sly one, wasn't I? <laughs> Say, Mary, how do you like the way I'm fixing up my backyard? Oh, it looks fine. And you know, as soon as the pool is filled, I want you to come over and swim every day. Oh, I'd like to, Jack, but I'm putting all my money into savings bonds. <laughs> well, wait a minute, Mary. I only charge for the upkeep. Upkeep? You charge 10 cents for the locker, 15 cents for a bathing suit, and a quarter for the use of the pool. Well, I don't charge anything for the shower. No, but the price of towels is ridiculous. <laughs> Rochester. No, Rochester's right. You charge for everything. Five cents for a sun chair, seven cents for a beach umbrella, ten cents for water wings. Mary. You even got a meter on the diving board. Look, Mary. <laughs> 
What are you laughing at? You've got the only swimming pool that's listed on the New York Stock Exchange. <laughs> stock Exchange, Stock Exchange. Oh, hello, Mr. Benny. Hello, Mary. Hello, Dennis. Oh, hi, kid. Oh, boy, cleaning out your swimming pool. Are you going to fill it, Mr. Benny? Well, I really wasn't planning to for another week or so. Gee, I wish you'd fill it now. Well... Go ahead, Jack. Fill it up. Okay. Rochester, turn the water on. Oh, boy, hot diggity. Now, Dennis, here's a key to the locker. Go in and put on some trunks. Oh, I'm not going swimming. Why do you want me to fill the pool? I'm thirsty. <laughs> Look, kid, I'm not filling the pool for you to drink. If you want to go swimming, that's different. Well, I'd like to, Mr. Benny, but I can't swim. Well, you can go wading. And up to your neck, it's only 15 cents. <laughs> yeah, I lose a fortune on Gary Cooper. <laughs> oh, say, Mary, I knew I had something to tell you. What? You know the song I wrote when you say I beg your pardon and I'll come back to you? Yeah. Well, Snooky Lanson, the star of the Lucky Strike Hit Parade, is going to sing it tonight on This Is Show Business. No kidding. That's right. No wonder President Truman isn't going to run again. <laughs> Dennis. Dennis, what's my song got to do with President Truman? They would have blamed that on him, too. <laughs> Dennis, instead of being sarcastic about my song, let me hear the one you're going to do on the program. Okay. Hey, you over there, just harvest the rice. Don't eat it. <laughs> Go ahead, Dennis, sing, will you?
That was very good, Dennis. Now, if you want to stick around, you can help me fix Hiya, up the... Hiya, kids. Oh, hello, Phil. Oh, hello, Phil. Well, well, clean out the old pool, huh? Getting ready to open for business, eh, Jackson? Yep. Say, Phil, would you like your job back again as lifeguard? Not after what happened last year when that fellow nearly drowned. What happened, Phil? Before I could save him, I had to buy a ticket to get in the pool. <laughs> Well, Phil, I can't afford to pay you a lifeguard salary. <laughs> Rochester, what are you doing? I'm testing the diamond board. <laughs> <laughs> well, good, good. And when you're through with that, you can... Uh... Hey, Jackson, come over here a minute, will you? I got something I want to discuss with you. With me? Yeah. Well, look, Jack, I've got a dentist appointment. I better be running along. Wait a second, Mary. I'll just see what Phil wants. Oh, all right. What's on your mind, Phil? Well, it's about Bagby, my piano player. What about him? He's leaving my orchestra. No. Bagby's quitting your band? Why? He's going back to his old job. His old job? What was that? Professor of psychology at Heidelberg. (laughs) Phil. Phil, you mean to stand there with that bottle in your hand... And tell me that Bagby, your piano player, used to be a professor of psychology? Are you kidding? He's got one of the most brilliant minds in the country. You ought to see his degrees. He's got his A.B., M.A., L.L.B., Ph.D., and his S.Q.C.T.F. S.Q.C.T.F.? What's that? San Quentin, class of 34. (laughs) Phil? He was voted the alumnus most likely to come back. Phil For a while we thought he was going to graduate magna cum gas chamber (laughs) Well, Phil, what are you worried about? You can get somebody to replace Bagby Yeah, but that ain't what bothers me, Jackson It's his piano and he's going to take it with him (laughs) Well, for heaven's sake, can't you get another piano? Not one that makes ice cubes (laughs) Ice cubes? When you press the foot pedals, you get draft beer I wondered why that piano said Stein instead of Steinway (laughs) Well, Phil Jack, I've got to be going I'll be late for the dentist Wait a minute, Mary I'll go with you I haven't had my teeth cleaned in a long time Okay Phil, I'll discuss this with you later Okay, Jackson, so long So long Come on, Mary, let's go I'm not going anywhere with you To take that frog off your head (laughs) Is he still there? Get off, get off Okay, Mary, let's go. Hey, Mr. Benny, was that a frog on your head? Yes. Gee, I thought your toupee was winking at me. (laughs) Well, it wasn't. Come on, Mary, let's go. Mary, which office is your dentist in? Oh, he's way down at the end of the... Say, Jack, isn't that Don Wilson coming out of that office? Why, yes, and he's got the quartet with him. Hey, Don, Don. Why, hello, Jack. Hello, Mary. Hello, Don. I didn't expect to see you here. I took the sportsman to see my dentist. Oh, yes. Hello, fellas. (laughs) Don, what's the matter with them? They all had to have a tooth pulled. (laughs) Don, Don, the four of them had to have a tooth pulled at the same time? That's right. I've never seen a quartet like that in my life. They all have colds at the same time. They have headaches at the same time. 
Measles at the same time? Yeah, now they're going home. It's their children's birthday. <laughs> How do you like that? Each one had a tooth pulled, huh? Yes, Jack, and in that condition, I don't think they'll be able to do the commercial on the show. Well, why not? Well, look at Marty's jaw. It's all swollen, and he sings the lead. But, Don, we have to have a commercial. I know, Jack, but with Marty's jaw swollen, people won't be able to tell what he's singing about. Well, let him try it and find out. Go ahead, fellas. Let me hear it now. Anytime you're feeling lonely, anytime you're feeling blue, Life's a time, collide a lucky, you'll enjoy your lucky strike, it's true. Anytime you feel like smoking, here's the one we know you will like. So anytime at all, it's summer, spring, or fall. That's the time to light a lucky strike. Anytime you light a lucky, you'll enjoy your that it's true. Lucky strike, it's better tasting, no loose ends. It is pretty bad, Don. <laughs> Lucky strike, means fine tobacco. Lucky strike, is the one you will like. Ask any old cowhand to name his favorite friend. That's the time you light a lucky strike. One o'clock. Two o'clock. Quarter to three. It's always LSMFC. Nine, ten. Anytime you like, it's time to light a lucky well, Don, that didn't sound so bad Maybe Marty will feel better by the time they have to do it on the show Well, I hope so Goodbye, kids Goodbye Bye. Jack, my dentist's office is down at the end of the hall Oh, yes. I hope he can take me, too. While I'm getting mine cleaned, it wouldn't hurt me to have them checked for cavities. Well, here we are. May I help you people? Uh, yes, nurse. I have an appointment with Dr. Foster. I'm Mary Livingston. Oh, yes. You're just in time. Go right in the first office on your left. Thank you. Uh, miss, uh, while I'm here, I, I want to find out about my teeth. Yes, sir. When did you leave them? <laughs> No, no, I'd like, to, I'd like Dr. Foster to examine them. Well, uh, Dr. Foster has no appointments open. However, Dr. Nelson has a cancellation. I'm sure he can take you. Well, good, good. I'll have to get some information first. Your name? Jack Benny. Occupation? A violinist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I heard one of your concerts last summer. Oh, from the stage of the Philharmonic? No, from the diving board of your swimming pool. <laughs> hmm. Now, your age, please. Well, uh... How, how old would you guess me to be? 28? No. No, <laughs> no I'm, a, I'm a little older than that. Uh, guess again. 61. <laughs>
For your information, miss, I happen to be 39. Oh. Yes, oh. Well, you'll have to wait a few minutes. Dr. Nelson is busy. You can sit right there and wait. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, excuse me. Hi, Rube. <laughs> Oh, hello. I, I haven't seen you for a long time. Well, I don't get to town much anymore. Oh, you still still living in uh, Calabasas? No, couldn't stand the nightlife, so I moved to a smaller place. <laughs> you live in a smaller place than Calabasas? How big is it? Well, when four kids play Ring Around the Rosie, they circle the town. <laughs> well, that's really a small town. Isn't it? You ain't kidding, Rube. <laughs> what? They had to widen the street to put the white line down the middle. <laughs> hey. Hey, that's pretty good. Uh, by the way, I saw your last television show. You make a good-looking woman. Well, thanks, but I don't intend to dress like that again. You ought to. You ain't nothing the way you are. <laughs> Look, mister, I only sat Dr. down here... Dr. Nelson to... will see you now, Mr. Benny. Thank you. So long, Rube! Goodbye, goodbye. Right through that door, Mr. Benny. Thank you. Oh, doctor... How do you do? <laughs> Look, uh, doctor, I'd like to hey, have... don't tell me you have a toothache. No, no, I don't have a toothache at all. I only want... Hey, just to... sit down and leave the rest to me. But, doctor, all I want is... Doctor? Doctor, why are you strapping me in this chair? Well, the last time I pulled a tooth, I yanked too hard and threw the patient out the window. <laughs> oh, my goodness, did the tooth come out? All of them, he hit a fire plug. <laughs> Now, look, doctor, I don't need an extraction. All I want you to do is examine my teeth. Yeah, very I... well, very well. Open your mouth, please. Ah. Uh, wider. Ah. Uh, wider, so I can look way back. Ah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. I can see everything now. Your teeth look fine. Good. But you better do something about that appendix. Appendix? And now just hold still and I'll complete the examination. Excuse me, doctor. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, J. Howard McGrath is here from Washington. Oh, to have his teeth cleaned? No, sharpened. He wants to bite someone. <laughs> Well, I'm busy right now. And, nurse, send in my technician. I have to make an x-ray. Yes, doctor. Hey, now, Mr. Benny, before my technician comes in, I just want to make one final check. Open your mouth. Uh, uh, doctor. Doctor, why are you spinning my pivot tooth? 
I used to be a disc jockey. A disc jockey? And now I'd like to dedicate this next tooth for Billy, Mervyn, Manny, Jesse, and all the boys at Hickey's Bar, and happy birthday to Jeanette. Now cut that out. Look, I just came here for... Hey, you sent for me, doctor. Uh, yes, I have a patient here who requires an x-ray Oh, very well You operate the camera and I'll swing the chair around So you'll get a good picture Is that the technician? He looks like a frog I met this morning <laughs> Well, he's my x-ray man And he's made some very good dental pictures Perhaps you've seen them They played all the neighborhood theaters Dental pictures? Yes, yeah, Sorry Wrong Molar What? David and Bicuspid Look, doctor And the latest one with Montgomery Clift, A Space in the Gum Oh, for heaven's sake Look, doctor, I haven't got all day If your man is going to take this x-ray, let him take it I'm going to take the picture, he's going to direct it Direct it? Now, now, tilt your head back, Mr. Benny And on cue, open your mouth, raise your tongue Press it over toward your right cheek, smile Look, at what's going on here? Lights Camera, roll them Doctor Don't move, we're trying for an Academy Award <laughs> Look, all I wanted was a simple examination I have the picture, Doctor I'll have it developed in a minute Hey, good Hey, Mr. Benny, while we're waiting Just sit back and relax Thank goodness Come in Uh, should I sing now, Doctor? Yes, Miss Bernard Sing? Doctor, what is this? Our floor show We can't afford magazines <laughs> What? A floor show? When your sweetheart just sends a letter of good mind. What is this, anyway? It's no secret. You'll feel better if you cry. Doctor, who needs a floor show? When waking. Look, Miss Burner. Miss Burner. The frog sounded better. Miss Burner, wait a minute. Look, wait a minute, Miss Burner. Wait a minute. Wait a minute! Oh, brother. What did you stop me for? Miss, do you happen to know when you say I beg your pardon and I'll come back to you? No. Good, good. Well, here are the results of the x-ray, Doctor. Hey, let me see. Oh, yes, a wonderful picture. Doctor, what does it show? Hey, just a moment, just a moment. Hmm. According to this x-ray, you have an abscess. An abscess? Yes, it's sort of a pocket. Gee. It's nothing to be alarmed about. Finding a little pocket under a tooth is very common. Although yours is unusual. Why? It has money in it. <laughs> Look, doctor, if you think I'm going to stay in this chair... Now, now, settle down. It'll only take a minute. Oh, nurse. Yes? Grab the patient by the hair and hold his head back. Yes, doctor. Whoops. Well, then grab him by the ear <laughs> Doctor, I only came here for an examination oh, That's doctor, all Doctor, I, I want to have a word with you yeah, Excuse me Really? Are you sure? Yeah Then you'd better help me Nurse, hand me my forceps Forceps Novocaine Novocaine Needle Needle Swab Swab Birds Birds Straight chisel Straight chisel Drill Drill Coat Coat Hat Hat. Suitcase. Suitcase. Doctor. Doctor, what are you doing? Our lease is up. We're moving. What? <laughs> Come on, nurse. Doctor. Doctor, let me out of this chair. Dr. Nelson. Dr. Nelson, don't leave me alone. When your sweetheart Doctor. sends a letter Doctor, come back. At least give me some Novocaine. <laughs> Doctor. Doctor. 
Ladies and gentlemen, the very best Easter gift of all is the support you give through Easter seals to children who need your help. These seals provide medical care, nursery centers, and many other things that are needed. So give and give generously to the Easter Seal Agency in your community. Or send your contribution to Crippled Children, care of your local post office. Thank you. Jack, <laughs> we'll be back in just a moment. But first... Do you do da do da do da do you do da do da Be happy, go lucky, get better taste today. Friends, you can tear and compare and see with your own eyes how Luckies are made better to taste better. From a newly opened pack, take a cigarette made by any other manufacturer. Carefully tear a thin strip of paper straight down the seam from end to end and gently remove the tobacco. In tearing, be sure not to loosen or dig into the tobacco. Now, do exactly the same with a Lucky Strike. Then compare. You'll see some cigarettes are so loosely packed they fall apart. Others have air spaces, hot spots that burn harsh and dry. But you won't find that in a Lucky. Look at that perfect cylinder of fine, mild tobacco, so free of annoying loose ends that spoil the taste. Notice those long strands of fresh, clean, good-tasting tobacco, so firmly packed to smoke smooth and even, giving you a milder, better-tasting cigarette. Yes, friends, tear and compare. Prove to yourself that Luckies are made better to taste better. Then make your next carton Lucky Strike. Bum, 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 be happy, go lucky, go lucky strike today. Oh, hello, Jack. Oh, hello, Mary. How'd things go at the dentist? What a crazy dentist. I came in, he says, how do you do? He has a crazy x-ray man. He has a girl singing songs in the office. He makes movies. Well, if it's that bad, why don't you change dentists? No, I think I'll just change writers. <laughs> Good night, folks. Brought to you by Lucky Strike, product of the American Tobacco Company, America's leading manufacturer of cigarettes. This is Don Wilson reminding you to listen to your hit parade with Guy Lombardo every Thursday night, presented by Lucky Strike. Consult your newspaper for time and station. The Jack Benny program has been selected as one of the programs to be heard by our armed forces overseas through the facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. Stay tuned for the Amos and Andy Show, which follows immediately. is the CBS Radio Network. RCA Victor, world leaders in radio, first in recorded music and first in television, presents the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show. For your enjoyment, here's the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show, written by Ray Singer and Dick Chevalier. Elliot Lewis, Walter Tedley, Robert North, Janine Roos, Ann Whitfield, Walter Scharf and his music, and yours truly, Don Wilson. Pinch hitting for Bill Foreman. 
Well, Phil has always thought of Alice's money as being constant as the moon. It's never occurred to him that there might be an eclipse. We'll see what happens. But uh, first, this word from RCA Victor. It's the tone that makes the difference. It's the tone of an RCA Victor radio that puts it in a class by itself. Music virtually floats from RCA Victor's golden throat tone system. It's an exact balance of speaker, amplifier, and cabinet that perfectly reproduces both low and high notes to give brilliant tone. And you'll find the golden throat in every RCA Victor radio and radio phonograph. And in almost every RCA Victor portable, too. So if you want big tone, beautiful tone, you'll want an RCA Victor radio, like the Blaine, for example. The Blaine is the lowest-priced RCA Victor table radio with the golden throat. Now you can afford to have that extra radio you've wanted in your home, because the Blaine costs so little. And this model comes in seven smart decorator colors to fit any color scheme. You cannot afford to miss this stylish new low-cost table radio, the RCA Victor Blaine. And now the stars of the RCA Victor program, Alice Fay and Phil Harris. Well, most men who've been married for a number of years forget to give their wives the little attentions women love, but not Phil Harris. Even after 12 years of being married to Alice, there are times when he's as attentive as a newlywed. Let's look in on one of Phil's affectionate moods. <laughs> Alice, darling, when I gaze upon the delicacy of your feminine features, I realize that Mother Nature has outdone herself. First she created the Grand Canyon Then Niagara Falls And then you And I know that you Her loveliest achievement Will not turn me down When I put the bite on you For 50 bucks <laughs> What do you say, sweetheart? Get away, Clyde You bother me <laughs> You mean you won't loan me $50? Oh, I'd love to, Phil, but I just don't have it on me. How can you stand there with your big fat money belt bulging out and say that? <laughs> Alice, darling, I need $50 for something very important. I, uh, well, I need it to complete my library. Your what? My library. You see, I have a chance to get my hands on a rare edition of the love sonnets of Elizabeth Barrett Browning. Oh, Phil, that's just what you've been looking for all your life. It is a collector's item. <laughs> Why, the binding alone, they say, is worth about... All right, all right. Now, Phil, tell me the truth. Why do you want the 50? Truth, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that makes it a little harder, but I'll have a go at it. <laughs> Alice, I need the money for Frankie The poor kid, well, he needs help I know, I know But where can you get a good brain operation for $50? <laughs> the Mayo Clinic is having a rummage sale <laughs> Look, Alice, he don't need no brain operation He needs the money for a very worthy cause You see, Frankie... Oh, that must be him Come in! Hiya, Curly Hello, Alice Oh, hi, Frankie Say, Frankie Phil tells me that you need $50 for a very worthy cause. What's the cause? The cause? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, I need it to send to my maiden aunt in Hialeah. 
<laughs> Hi, Aaliyah. Yeah, honey, that's a paramutual farm in Florida. <laughs> they raise some of the biggest paras there, and their mutuals are prize winners. <laughs> Never mind, I know it's a racetrack Oh, Alice I see we can't fool you So I'm going to give it to you straight I need the money to fulfill a charitable pledge well, Surely you won't turn down charity No, of course not But what charity is it for? The Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Humpbacked Whales <laughs> I don't think that's going to get it, Remling <laughs> Well, I got one more uh, Alice, would you back a scientific expedition to the albatross country to find... Oh, stop it, Frankie Fellas, if you need the money, I'll lend it to you Good But first, I want to know what you want it for What is this inquisition? Look, Alice, if you needed money and came to me, I wouldn't ask any questions Would you give me the money? No, but I wouldn't ask any questions <laughs> Look, Alice we might as well tell you We need the 50 because Well, because our bill is overdue At the corner ice cream parlor You two drank $50 worth of sodas? Yep You'd be surprised how them bourbon phosphates add up <laughs> Now, Phil Phil, if you owe the money to somebody I'll let you have it Now, you wait here And I'll go to my money room and get it <laughs> And don't try to follow me again You always get tangled up in the barbed wire I'll be right back Curly? What? What's her money room look like? Don't ask me Every time I try to follow her I get as far as the hall And she sets up a smoke screen And I lose her <laughs> Hey, Remley hmm? We're gonna get the money Now, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna get that dough And we're gonna go settle up her bill <laughs> Man, I'm so happy I could dance Oh, no, Curly, you mean you're so happy you could sing No, no, I take it back No, no, it's too late, I'm already into oh. it Oh, Nebuchadnezzar was the king of Babylon There was three children from the land of Israel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. They took a little trip to the land of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Nebuchadnezzar was the king of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Took a lot of gold and made him an idol, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. And told everybody when you hear the music of the cornet, and the flute, and the you must fall down and worship that idol, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. But the children of Israel would not bow down, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. You couldn't fool them with a golden idol, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. I said you couldn't fool them with a golden idol, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. King put the children in the fiery furnace. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Then he heaped on the coals and the red-hot brimstone. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Seven times hotter, hotter than it ought to be. Shadrach! Shadrach! And he burned up the soldiers the king had put down. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. But the Lord sent an angel with snowy white wings down in the middle of that furnace. Talking to the children about the power of the gospel. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Do, 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 do. Well, it couldn't even burn 
and a hair on the head of old Shadrack. Me, Shack, Abednego, laughing and a talking while the fire was a jumping. Shadrack! The Lord was on his side. Old Nebuchadnezzar called Hadar when he saw the power of the Lord. And they had a good time in the land of Babylon. Shadrack! Shadrack! Me, Shack, I've got the money right here. Hey, Ramley. Ho, ho. Get a load of that whole sheet of $10 bills. <laughs> uh, how come she gets it in sheets? <laughs> Man, she's such a good customer, the government sends it to her in bulk. <laughs> oh, stop exaggerating, Phil. Now, let me have those scissors so I can cut off five of these $10 bills. Here you are. Ten, Good 20, morning, everybody. 30. Uh, Philip, I'll thank you to take your cotton-picking hands off of my sister's money. <laughs> thank goodness I got here in time to foil this holdup. Well, it's not a holdup. I gave Phil $50 of my own free will. Alice, you can't lend $50 to a stranger. <laughs> well, what stranger? I'm married to him. He's your brother-in-law. Please, you know I never accepted this old Indian as my brother-in-law. <laughs> Alice, I forbid you to give him any money. Now, Willie, this is none of your business. It's my money, and I'm going to give it to him. Here you are, Phil. Nah. <laughs> Thanks, honey. Come on, Remley, let's go pay our bar bill. Yeah, okay. While we're there, we can start running up a new one. Yeah. See you later, Alice. Bye, Alice. <laughs> Alice, dear... When will you learn? You're always giving him money and you never get it back. How long are you going to keep supporting that loafer? Oh, now, Willie, please. Why don't you get wise to yourself, sis? Philip only married you for your money. Why, I'll wager, if you were to lose all your money, you'd lose Philip, too. That's not true, and I'm not going to stand here and listen to any more of this. Goodbye, Willie. But, Alice, I tell you, if he thought you lost your money, he... Thought she'd lost the money. Yes. Mm-hmm. If he found a letter from a stockbroker saying she was wiped out, I'll bet that would prove me right. All I have to do is get the right letterhead and start typing. Alice! Hey, Alice, I'm home. Alice, I'm... I guess she went out. Hey, Remley, what are you doing? Nothing. Just opening this letter that was on the hall table. Well, Remley, what's the idea opening my mail? It's not your mail. It wasn't addressed to you. Oh. It's addressed to Alice. <laughs> Dear Mrs. Harris, we regret to inform you that you've been wiped out in the stock market. Frankie, stop reading the letter that isn't it. Wiped out! <laughs> Give me that letter. Here. Listen to this. Due to unforeseen reverses, your associated steel and copper stocks are completely worthless. Very truly yours, Chase and Reiner Investment Bro. Remy, did you hear that? 
Alice has lost all her money. This is a calamity. Yeah. Come on upstairs, I'll help you pack. <laughs> What I want to pack for? Nothing to hold you here anymore. Like... <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm not leaving. Alice is my wife, and I'm sticking with her because I love her. How can you? There's nothing as unromantic as a broke blonde. <laughs> Thank you. Don't talk like that. If Alice is busted, I'm staying with her because now she needs me more than ever. Why? <laughs> She don't know how to drive And somebody's got to take her down To her relief check <laughs> Why does it have to be you? Well, how else is she going to get Of course, she could take the bus No! <laughs> oh, Remley I just can't believe That that stock of hers is worthless It just don't I'm going to call her brokers and find out what happened. It... Um, uh, that uh, won't be necessary, Philip. I just spoke to a broker, and he said a stock is no longer worth the paper it's printed on. Oh, poor Alice. Isn't it horrible? Well, now, wait a minute, Willie. Wait a minute. It's, it's not as bad as you think. I, I know it's quite a loss. But Alice still has a room full of money upstairs. Well, um, uh, she won't have it tomorrow. Her broker said it'll take everything she has to cover her losses. Oh, Philip, Alice doesn't have a penny to her name. Doesn't it make you sick? No. Doesn't mean a thing to me if Alice doesn't have a penny to her. Oh, those pains. <laughs> Willie? Alice know about this yet? Oh, no, no, no. And we'll have to keep it from her, Philip. The shock of losing a life savings might be too much for her. Well, you're right. It is quite a loss, but mm. Alice can always start over at her age. <laughs> well, why not? She can get a job as a night watchman someplace. <laughs> well, Philip, now that Alice is broke, I suppose you'll be leaving, so goodbye. And I hope your next wife is a better businesswoman than Alice. I ain't leaving her. Even if she is destitute, I'm not going to... Phil, where are oh, you? Oh, here she comes from. Now, look, don't let her know what happened. We've got to keep it from her until we figure out some way to help Curly, her. Curly, I assure you, she won't learn anything from me. Thanks, pal. Hello, fellas. Well, if it ain't the charity case. Frankie! <laughs> hey, Mom. Yeah. It's good to have you home. I missed you because I love you very much. What's the matter? Wasn't 50 enough? <laughs> Look, honey, I'm serious, and I want you to know no matter what happens, you can always count on me to see you through. Well, thanks, dear. I need you right now. I took a cab home, and I don't have any money with me. Lend me a dollar. Oh, of course, honey. I. What kind of collateral you got? Collateral? <laughs> well, you ain't exactly a good risk these days. If you haven't got it, say so. I'll get it from Frankie. Frankie, can you spare a dollar? Why don't you go out and get yourself a job instead of going around panhandling? <laughs> Here. Here's a dime. Go out and get yourself a bowl of hot soup. 
And remember, get soup and not a bottle of cheap wine. <laughs> you two cut this out. Come on now, cut it out. Phil, I need a dollar. Lend it to me. All right, honey, all right. Here, here's a dollar bill. So long, George. I'll never see you again. <laughs> Alice, honey, yeah. I was just wondering, have you, have you ever thought of going back to work? Work? You know, in pictures. The public loves to hear you sing. Well, if they want to hear me sing, I'll sing right here. Okay. Hey, Remley, hmm? get the neighbors in. We'll pass the hat around. She might pick up... <laughs> can't ever tell. We might pick up a bob or two. Yeah. All right. My heart went oops the moment that we met. My heart went oops, I never will forget. My heart turned hoops the moment that I met you. Oops, my feet went oops, I nearly took a spill. My knees went oops, they shook a bit until. My head went oops, you mustn't let it get you. I was going for a very what you call a solitary sort of stroll. Just to twiddle in my thumb When I heard a lot of drums Begin to pound and roll And oops, my heart went oops I went into a spin of loop-the-loops You must have thought me kin To nincompoop The silly way I acted Of course you couldn't know That you were so aglow And I was so attracted But baby, take a bow My heart is going oops Right now Whoops There it goes My heart goes flip-flop When it sees you Whoops My heart went whoops The moment that we met My heart went whoops I never will forget My heart turned loops The moment that I met you Whoops My heart went oops It went into a spin of loop-the-loop you must have thought me kin to nincompoops The silly way I acted Of course you couldn't know That you were so aglow And I was so attracted But baby, take a bow My heart is going oops Right now Hey, Remley. What? You know something I've been thinking? That Alice wouldn't have to know about losing her money if we could find some way to recoup her fortune by tomorrow morning. Yeah. Well, it shouldn't be too hard to raise $4 million by tomorrow morning. <laughs> we don't need that much. All we got to get is $3 million and maybe she won't miss the other million. <laughs> Why do we have to have it back by tomorrow morning? Because Monday is her counting day. <laughs> Look, kidding aside, Remley, it, it's not that much. There was only some way I could get just a few thousand to invest it. Hey, Curly, I got an idea. Where is that worthless stock of Alice's? Oh, it's right over here. I got it out and had a look at it. You yeah. know something? It's hard to believe. Just look, these gold-edged bonds, all this stuff ain't worth a nickel. What do you want with it? Well, if you want to raise some money, let's take this worthless stock and sell it to somebody. Well, Frankie, we can't sell worthless stock. We can try. That's dishonest. This stuff ain't worth the paper it's written on. Even if somebody was stupid enough to buy it, I wouldn't sell it to him because if you got... Anybody gotten... home? I'm from the groceries. Well, if it ain't little Julius, the worthless stock buyer. 
Yeah, we got the watered stock for the little drip. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Remley, we're wasting our time. This kid ain't got no big money. Well, why sell it to him for whatever he's got? Then we'll take the stock away from him and sell it to somebody else. Remley, that's unethical. Hmm? If Julius buys worthless stock, he's entitled to keep it. Hiya, fellas. Hey, what's all them papers you got in your hand, Mr. Harris? Oh. Why, my boy, this is a big pile of paper here that represents a shrewd investment I made uh, years ago. And as a result of my sharp brain and integrity, I uh, now have this um, whole pile of certificates. Oh. What are you going to do with all them Japanese war bonds? <laughs> they're not Japanese war bonds. They're stock in Associated Steel and Copper. Pardon me a minute, will you? Now, Mr. Remley... Um, yes. As I was saying, uh, the stock is worth 750000 but due to my being overstocked, so to speak, uh, I'm willing to let you have this at a bargain. Now, uh, what do you offer? Well... I'm in a position to offer 600000 in cash. Uh-huh. Well, as I was saying, it's worth 750000 but since you're a friend of mine, I might let you have it for 600000 unless uh, somebody else would like to make a bid, would, um, <laughs> would anybody uh, else uh, like to make a bid? I would, Mr. Harris. Very well, son. I'm offered 600000 by Mr. Remley. What will you offer? Two cans of salmon. <laughs> the stock is worth $750,000, and you have the nerve to offer me two cans of salmon? Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> we need cash. We can sell the salmon. <laughs> will you try and get some dough all out right, of it? All right, I told you. I'm sorry, Julius, uh... But I must have cash to make this a legal transaction. Now, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll let you have the stock for $200. What do you say? Mr. Harris, this sounds like a wonderful investment. And I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to be the first one to tell you to drop dead. <laughs> Where'd you get this phony stock? I tell you, it ain't phony. This is associated steel and copper. Look for yourself. Yeah, yeah, it is real. I might buy this stock. It's a deal. Give me the money. Not so fast. <laughs> First, I would like to ask one childish question. If it's worth seven hundred and fifty thousand, why are you willing to sell it for two hundred? That's a good question. <laughs> Excuse me a minute, Remley. What? How do I answer that? Very simple. Explain the capital gains setup to him. Oh, the capital gains. <laughs> Julius, due to the capital gain setup, the amortization is reserved to conversion of Series A and Series B convertible. <laughs> Cumulative uh, preferred stock, which is outstanding. Therefore, due to the reservation of additional shares of common by anti-dilution provisions, I'm in a position to affect the debenture of the depreciatory values. Now, uh, any more questions? <laughs> Julius, 
Julius, what do you have to know? You can see the stock is genuine. Do you want to buy it or don't you? Well, I'd like to, but all I got on me is 20 bucks. Well, here's the stock. Give me the money. <laughs> hey, there you are. You're now the owner of 50,000 shares of Associated Steel and Copper. Gee, I'm a big stock manipulator. Have a cigar, fellas. Oh, Phil. Phil, I have something to tell you. My stockbroker just called No, not in front of Julius, dear. He's too young. Don't, he wouldn't want to hear those things. Oh, but honey, I have wonderful news. My associated steel and copper just went up another five points. Hey, that's great. You see, Julius, I told you the stock was all oh, them pains are bad. <laughs> Alice, honey, your stock couldn't have gone up. Willie just told me it's worthless. I saw a letter from your stockbroker. Oh, oh, Willie told me about that. He just did that to test your love for me. Huh? Well, that stock is worth a fortune. Oh, no. Um, uh, Julius... Are you addressing John D. Abruzio, the little multimillionaire? <laughs> yeah, old buddy, I want to talk to you. Sorry, I don't talk to poor people. <laughs> Give me back my cigar. Now, Julius. I want... Come out and see me sometime, Harris. I might find a place for you as gardener on the country estate. Now, wait a minute, Julius. You've got to give me back that stock. It don't belong to me. It belongs to Miss Faye. Oh. Well, if it belongs to Miss Faye, I'll give it back. But only on one condition. What condition? Well, I always wanted to live like a millionaire. I'll give the stock back if I can live that way for one day. Well, anything you say, Julius. Anything at all. Okay, now here's the way I want it done. You see, you... <laughs> Is there anything else, Mr. Abruzio? Yes, Miss Faye, open two bottles of champagne. Oh, but Julius, you're too young to drink. I ain't gonna drink it, I'm just gonna soak me feet in it. <laughs> ah, this is the life. Oh, Renly, my man. Yes, sir. Keep that fan going, there's a fly on me caviar. <laughs> and another thing, where is that stuff I ordered from the market? I want... Anybody home, I brung the groceries. <laughs> Alice and Phil will be back in just a moment. Soon there are going to be a hundred happy boys and girls, and yours can be one of them. For RCA Victor is now offering a live puppy to 100 winners in RCA Victor's Little Nipper Riddle Contest. Here's all you do. Go to your record dealers and get the latest Little Nipper record called the Little Nipper March and the Little Nipper Riddles. At home, play the record and let your child answer the riddles. Then tear off the entry blank on the record wrapper and have your boy or girl write, in 25 words or less, why they would like to own a little nipper puppy. It's that easy. And besides the 100 puppies, 1,000 other boys and girls will win a beautiful latex replica of little nipper. So if you have a child between 4 and 12 years old, enter RCA Victor's Little Nipper Riddle Contest tomorrow. Folks, this is Phil again. With traffic fatalities on the increase, the National Safety Council has asked us all to check up on our own driving. Exceeding speed limits, beating stoplights, driving with poor brakes or bad tires is gambling with life itself. That's a pretty rough gamble when it's your life. Play it safe and make America safer. Thank you and good night, everyone. Good night, everybody. <laughs>
This program is produced and directed by Paul Phillips. The part of Frankie was played by Elliot Lewis, and the part of Julius by Walter Tetley. Remember, whether you're buying a television set, a radio, a Victrola, phonograph, or records, put your faith in the cornerstone of American home entertainment for three generations, RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in television. Thanks, Don, for being with us. Next, Theater Guild on the Air stars James Stewart and Diana Lynn on NBC. Hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. First podcast in a long, long time. It's great to be back with you. Uh, I have uh, just got back from a long uh, vacation. We uh, went down to the Grand Canyon and um, Carlsbad Caverns and uh, Yellowstone and just had a fantastic time. I tried to keep the podcast up as well as I could while I was away. Uh, haven't had much of a chance to talk about these great Jack Benny uh, Warriors shows that I've been uh, playing. Um, we've... Uh, experienced of course uh started out with uh, the Pearl Harbor attack and then uh been following Jack as as Jack has started to do shows uh at different um military bases uh around the California area uh, over the last uh, number of weeks uh we've seen of course the death of um unfortunately Carol Lombard and that uh that affected Jack in such a way that uh, he couldn't do his uh, normal show and needed uh, to have an episode that was simply uh, band numbers and things with Phil and Don and um, and uh, Dennis uh, taking up the slack, which was an interesting episode for sure. Well, uh, now we're on to a, another unique episode in that uh, this one from Camp Han is famous for uh, a different reason from all other Jack shows in history. Uh, as far as I know, this is the only episode that currently has released on the Internet and so forth um, video uh, to go with the audio. Um, and it's certainly not the whole episode. It's, it's probably... Uh, at most 10 minutes of the episode but it's a good 10 minutes and so if you get a chance to look at that uh, it's it's pretty impressive the 10 minutes they chose to release or film um, at Camp Han uh, because you will see uh, Jack relating with Don relating with Phil uh, Rochester Mary, Dennis uh and I believe you even see Mel Blank maybe at some point in this one. I'm not sure if that's true or not. I can't remember, but um, it's been a while since I watched the Camp Han video. Uh, if you want to see the Camp Han video that goes with this episode, uh, if you go to YouTube and type in Camp Han or type in Jack Benny uh, Camp Han, um, 
you will find it'll it'll come up. I'll also um, on my web page, uh, my podcast page that this goes on, I'll post a. Uh, the the address uh, for the YouTube video. Um, I don't think I haven't figured out yet how to do links there, so it might turn into a link, which would be great. Well, you can just click on it, but if not, you can just copy it and paste it into your browser and get to the Campon video that way. Um, it's just really really neat to see to see Jack Vintage Jack from 1942 um, in clarity and everything. Um, and uh, before his television show and so forth. Um, anyway, hope you enjoy this episode and continue to join us. Uh, tomorrow, um, another uh, kind of historic episode uh, featuring uh, Percy... What's his last name? Hang on. I'm looking it up. Just moments. Okay. Percy Kilbride, who... Uh, he was he started in with Jack in um I forgot the title of the movie but it's uh, the movie where uh Jack gets a house that he needs to fix up and uh Percy Kilbride's in it and it's a funny movie and I need to watch that again um but also Percy Kilbride is famous for being Pa Kettle in the Mom Pa Kettle series which starts with the um, the egg and eye um which I'm going to rent this week uh to show one of my kids because this week is vacation Bible school that I'm helping uh, do the um, uh, I'm doing the, the the activities part where we're going out and playing games and things and uh, our theme this year is uh, the big backyard so sort of a, a hoedown barn sort of uh Theme and I, and I thought it was a would be a good week to show my kids the egg and I and some of the mom pa kettle series so uh, I'm going to get that on uh, Netflix and watch those so if you only watching those two uh, ties in with uh, what's going on with Jack and uh, we shall see you folks. The Jell-O program, coming to you from Camp Hahn, California, brought to you by Jell-O and Jell-O Pudding, starring Jack Benny, with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Dennis Day, Rochester, and yours truly, Don Wilson. The orchestra opens the program with Let's Be Buddies. Today, friends, Jell-O gives you more flavor, more real rich enjoyment than ever before. Because today, Jell-O's famous flavor is locked in to bring you added pleasure. By means of a new and exclusive process, Jell-O's grand goodness is locked right into the tiny Jell-O particles. And that assures you of extra rich flavor. Never before has Jell-O been so wonderfully good. Never before has its bright, scintillating color looked more beautiful. Never has its tangy, intriguing flavor tasted more delicious. For here's flavor that makes you think of the real, juicy, ripe fruit itself. Flavor that's better than ever, now that it's locked in. You can prove that it's locked in with your very next package of Jell-O. Simply open the package. Notice that there's no telltale aroma, no sign of escaping fragrance and flavor. Then dissolve the tiny Jell-O particles. And notice how Jell-O's captive goodness comes pouring out in a rush of richness. Get Jell-O tomorrow. You'll find extra delight in Jell-O's grand locked-in flavor. Thank you.
That was Let's Be Buddies, played by the orchestra. Now, ladies and gentlemen, from Camp Han, California, we bring you a man who pedaled here all the way from Hollywood on the rear end of a tandem bicycle, Jack Benny. Thank you, thank you. Jello again, this is Jack Benny aching. I mean talking. <laughs> and Don, you can joke about it if you want to, but believe me, a tandem bicycle is the way to travel nowadays. You pull into a service station, the attendant checks your tires, wipes off your goggles, you stick your tongue out at the gas pump, and away you go. <laughs> now it's really marvelous. Well, Jack, you'll pardon me for saying so, but... You know, you and Rochester were certainly a funny-looking sight cruising along the highway on that two-seated bike. <laughs> funny-looking? <laughs> yeah, Rochester in his chauffeur's uniform and you in that... Uh... By the way, Jack, what was that weird-looking thing you were wearing on your head? You looked like Buck Rogers. Oh, that? Uh, well, you see, Don, I've got a girlfriend that's a deep-sea diver, and she lent me her helmet to keep the wind out of my eyes. <laughs> It was, um, really darn nice of her, you know? Deep sea diver, my goodness, that's a pretty strenuous job for a woman, isn't it? Oh, she's rugged. In fact, uh... <laughs> oh, really, doll? Oh, she is something. In fact, I took Myrtle, that's her name, Myrtle Minkelhopper. <laughs> anyway, I, uh, I took Myrtle to the wrestling matches the other night. And on the way home in the cab, she won two falls out of three. <laughs> She's got shoulders like Victor Mature. Well, if it, if it isn't the Jello oomph girl. Hello, Mary. Hello, Jack. Hi, you fellas. Whistle at me like you did outside. Oh, say, say, you're really popular here, Mary. You got a nice hand. That ain't all they're applauding, brother. <laughs> hmm. Oh, um, oh, yes. Uh, your figure is more alluring than the average top sergeant. <laughs> yes, yes, indeedy. Oh, say, Mary, I tried to reach you on the phone early this morning. I was going to give you a lift here to Camp Hahn. I wish you had, Don. I drove in with Phil and the orchestra. They chartered a bus. Oh, the orchestra boys took a bus, eh? Yeah, 18 wolves on a greyhound. <laughs> hmm, they, um, they are a spirited bunch of fellows, you know? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, I'm only kidding, Jack. They behaved like gentlemen. In fact, they rehearsed their band numbers all the way down here. In the bus? Uh-huh. Boy, is my neck stiff from ducking a trombone. Well, you've got my sympathy, Mary. Phil's orchestra blasting away with that corny music. And you and the driver had to sit there and listen. What driver? He jumped out the window in Pomona. Oh, he couldn't stand it, eh? Well, who uh, drove the bus? Phil? No, I did. <laughs> Phil was up on the roof taking a sun bath. <laughs> a sun bath? What a character. Well, here comes the orchestra leader and head waiter of the Biltmore Bowl now. <laughs> Hello, Phil. Hiya, Jackson. Well, here I am, fellas. Make off like I'm Kay Kaiser. Uh, Make. Thank you, boys. Thank you, and hi, y'all. <laughs> hey, Make that was some like reception, eh, Jackson? Kaiser. What? I said that was a tremendous reception, huh? Yeah, they sure love Kay Kaiser here. I'll yeah. say that. <laughs> 
But I'll say one thing, Phil. You look good today. Your face is nice and tan. You like it? On my way home, I'm going to do my back. <laughs> you didn't get cute enough on that gag, listen. Hey, that reminds me, Maestro, uh, when your boys were inside that bus rehearsing, why weren't you down there with them? Me? Yes, you. You're the leader. Don't you want to know what the boys are playing today? Look, Jackson, I just stand in front of them and shake a stick. When they're through, I stop. <laughs> oh. Unless I had a bad night. <laughs> well, you're honest, I'll say that. Oh, by the way, Phil, as long as you rented a bus, I think I'll load my bicycle on it and ride back with you and the boys. A bicycle? You mean you pedaled all the way here on a bike? Why, sure. Over them hills? Of course. With your legs? Now, just a minute What's wrong with my leg? They look like they should be sticking out of a malted milk <laughs> Why, what are you talking about? When I played Hamlet in To Be or Not To Be I wore tights and my legs were gorgeous Weren't they, Mary? Yeah, but you wore a lot of padding around them <laughs> Padding? You could have played Hamlet or football. You were all set. <laughs> oh, you're like all the girls in Hollywood, Mary. You're jealous because I happen to have attractive limbs. I've seen better-looking limbs on a crabapple tree. <laughs> Virgil, listen, you, you're only the sound man here, so stop butting in. Oh, are you jealous because I went with Myrtle before you did? <laughs> oh, and any time you want, you can have her back. Anyway, Phil, on the way back to town, I'm loading my bike on your bus. Say, Mr. Benny, on the way home, can I ride in oh, the... Oh, hello, Dennis. Hello. Well. Say, Mr. Benny, on the way home, can I... Thanks, fellas. Hmm. Say, Mr. Benny, on the way home... How, can uh... I... Uh, how, uh, how are you feeling, kid? Oh, Fine. That's good. I had a little attack of hangnails, but I'm over it now. <laughs> good, good. Say, Mr. Benny, on the way home, can I ride in the bus with the rest of the gang? What was that, Dennis? I say, can I ride in the bus with the rest of the gang? On the way home? Of course, Dennis, certainly. Boy, am I glad to hear that. It was so windy coming down here, I could hardly catch my breath. Oh, it wasn't so windy. Don't tell me. I was sitting on the handlebars. <laughs> What of it? You had a nice soft cushion under you. Some cushion. Every time Rochester rang the bell, I darn near wiggled off. <laughs> well, all right, Dennis. You can ride home in the bus, so stop complaining and let's have your song. What's it going to be, kid? I'm going to sing She'll Always Remember. Well, I'm going to sit right down here and enjoy it. <laughs> hey, Virgil. Virgil, my back doesn't squeak, so stop with those silly sound effects. <laughs> Virgil isn't here. He went out for a smoke. Oh. Oh, was that me? <laughs> my goodness, I'll have to have my oil changed. She'll always remember the night of your first day. Remember, too, you scolded you Because you came home late When you said you were no baby She smiled and just said, maybe She 
remember sung by Dennis Day. And Dennis, you're an excellent voice tonight. You know, that bicycle ride down here with the wind blowing in your lungs did you a lot of good. And I'll last longer, too. <laughs> last longer? Yeah, I read in the paper where you're supposed to keep plenty of air in you for the duration. <laughs> Dennis, that's for tires, not human beings. What a kid. And now, ladies and gentlemen, as I announced last week, for our feature attraction this evening... Here we are at Old Camp Hon in the state of California. Wait a minute, Mary. Wait a minute. We don't want any of your corny poems tonight. Well, I wrote one, and I'm going to read it. Sorry, Mary. Nothing doing. You let me read my poem, or I'll tell everybody you're hoarding sugar under your toupee. <laughs> I just put a couple of lumps under there to give me a wave. <laughs> That's all. All right, Mary, if it'll make you happy, go ahead. What's the, uh... What's the title of your little epic? I'm Wacky Over Khaki. Okay, go ahead. <clears throat> here we are at Old Camp Hon in the state of California. And the guys here are so handsome, Heidi Ho and Ochacharnia. So far, nothing. <laughs> go ahead, Mary. I met a boy right after lunch. He got me away from the rest of the bunch. He kissed me, then ran like a deer. If he comes back, I'll buy him a beer. Still nothing. <laughs> Go ahead, honey. When he grabbed me, I near froze, but his aim was bad, and he kissed my nose. Oh, he kissed your nose, huh? However, boys, I'm not complaining. He'd only had his basic training. <laughs> Well, that explains it, I guess. Proceed. We're glad to be here, old Camp Hon. Phil and Dennis, me and Don. What about me? And good old Jack, who is our clown man. And Virgil Reimer, world's best sound man. Virgil! <laughs> Virgil, you keep out of this. All right, Mary, let's get this over with. How many more verses? Eleven, but ten are no good. <laughs> then read the last one. Let's have it. You Yankee soldiers can't be beat. You'll run those Japs right off their feet. And when you catch them, don't let go till it says Los Angeles City Limits in Tokyo. The end. 
a swell poem, Mary. And now, ladies and gentlemen, as I announced last week, our uh, feature attraction this evening will be a new type of quiz show called Try and Get It, in which... <laughs> See, they know me. In which... Um, in which I, Jack Benny, will personally give away $24 to each of five lucky people. A total of $120. Jackson, you're drunk. <laughs> I am not. In fact, I have right here in my wallet $120 in $1 bills. Here they are. Well, I'll be darned. They're those old big ones. <laughs> They're legal tender. That's all that matters. Could I see one of those bills, Mr. Benny? They went out before I was born. They're just the same as the paper money now, Dennis, only bigger. Now, Virgil, I want you to take these bills and put them in the cash register. Okay. Well, let go of them. Oh. <laughs> oh, uh... Oh, pardon me. There. And now, folks, this novel quiz program will go on immediately after... Pardon me, I'll take it. Hello? Hello, Mr. Benny, this is Rochester. Oh, uh, hello, Rochester, where are you? I went over to that garage in Riverside to put air in the bicycle tires like you told me to. Uh-huh. And I ran into a colored boy whom I haven't knelt down to a good crap game with in years. Uh-huh. Uh, Rochester, what are you driving at? Well, I don't know exactly how to phrase this, boss, but you know that nice shiny bell you had on your bicycle? Yes. Well, I just won that back. <laughs> What? The rest of the bike is in escrow. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Rochester, do you mean to say you lost my bicycle shooting crabs? Well, I was pretty lucky for the first three passes. Lucky? And then what happened? My dice went into a minuet and my opponent becomes suspicious. <laughs> Well, I don't care what happened. I want you to go to that garage and tell your friend to give you back my bicycle. Without paying for it? Yes, without paying for it. Just grab it. Now, wait a minute, boss. That boy's got a razor that does everything but run out and get the mail. <laughs> well, Rochester, what are you scared of? You carry a razor yourself. Yeah, but it's only a Gillette, and I'm out of blades. <laughs> I can't help it. Now, you get that bicycle and come over here to Camp Han. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, say, boss. What? If I ain't there in a half hour, send a jeep with a jug of new skins. <laughs> All right. So long. That Rochester has got to stop dancing. All right, Bill, let's have your band number. Tell you something. I'm going to sit down and think up some questions for this quiz. I'll be right back. Okay. 
was Someday Sweetheart, played by Phil Harris and his orchestra. Say, Phil, uh, considering that you didn't rehearse that number with the boys, you conducted it beautifully. But how did you know when to stop? I saw my piano player taking the cotton out of his ears. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. However, Phil, if you, uh... Uh, come in. Yes? Got a telegram here from Mr. Jack Benny. <laughs> Right here, uh, right here, buddy. Got a sign for it, you know. Got a sign for it. <laughs> All right, I'll sign. Take the telegram, Mary. Company regulations. Got the rules right here in my hand. You want to see them? <laughs> Never mind. I believe you. Here it's signed. Now scram. You forgot to give him a tip, Mister Benny. A tip? Ain't no regulations against that. <laughs> I'll tell you what, mister, instead of a tip, I'm going to give you a chance to make $24 by answering a few simple questions in my quiz contest. What do you say? Ain't no catch to this, is it? No. No, have a seat and I'll call you. Uh, who's the telegram from, Mary? It's from Fred Allen. <laughs> from Allen? Yeah, get this. Understand you're giving away money tonight. Are you going to take ether or use a local anesthetic? <laughs> Oh, that guy is so funny. Well, let's forget arsenic and old face and get on with our quiz show. Let's get on with the quiz show. I can hardly wait to give away all that money. Yay! What's that? What's that? Don't get excited, Diamond Jim. I just leaned on the no-sale button. Well, watch it and close that drawer. All right, Don, announce me. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we present for your entertainment and education a brand-new quiz program, Try and Get It. Featuring Professor Jack Benny, that eminent authority on. Ah, good evening, you lucky people. <laughs> now, before we start, folks, I'd like to explain the rules of the simple, simple yet tantalizing contest. Now, each of you participants will be asked three questions and will receive $24. If you answer them correctly. If, meaning you ain't got a chance. <laughs> Mary. Well, shall we get on with our mental taffy pool? Let's. <laughs> now, our first contestant this evening is a lovely young lady. Uh, what is your name, miss? Myrtle Minkelhofer, and I'm a deep-sea diver. <laughs> well. Uh-oh. Quiet. Now, Miss uh, Minkelhofer. Yes, Stinky. I mean, Professor. <laughs> Now, here's your first question for $6. What tribe of Indians is liable to sue you? I didn't get you. <laughs> Concentrate, Myrtle. What tribe of Indians is liable to sue you? But, Stinky, I don't know no Indians. You don't have to. Sue, sue. Oh, the Sioux Indians. Boy, am I stupid. I guess I'm underwater too much. <laughs> No, no, you're just a little nervous. Now, would you like to try for the $12 question? Hmm? Nah, I'm lucky to get the six. Hand it over. <laughs> but, but Myrtle... Give me that six bucks or I'll... All right, all right, put your fist down. Please. Well, there goes $6. The next time she takes a dive, I'm going to cut her airline. 
Now, our next contestant, ladies and gentlemen, is Mr. Phil Harris. Tell me, Mr. Harris, what is your occupation? I'm a sunbather. <laughs> well, you ought to try water sometime. <laughs> now, Mr. Harris... Um... Mr. Harris, here is your first question. What great explorer was Columbus, Ohio named after? Christopher J. Columbus. The J, I'm not sure of. <laughs> but you've won $6. Okay, I'll take a shot at the 12. Good, good. Then tell us, Mr. Harris, what great president was Lincoln, Nebraska named after? Abraham, Nebraska. <laughs> That's Lincoln, but you're close enough. Okay, come on now. Give me that $24 question while I'm hot. Very good. Are you ready? Yeah, shoot. This yeah. question deals with ancient history. At the Battle of Charonia in the year 338 B.C. Holy smoke. <laughs> now concentrate. At the Battle of Charonia in the year 338 B.C., Philip, king of Macedon, succeeded in forcing himself into the Amphitionic Council, although opposed by what... Noted orator. I'd have punch you right in the nose. <laughs> temper, temper, sit down, Mr. Harris, or I'll have Myrtle knock you down. <laughs> now, our next aspirant is Mr. Don Wilson. Are you ready, Mr. Wilson? Yes, Professor. And here's your first question. Jello has that new locked-in what flavor? Correct, for $6. Now the 12? The $12. Jello is not only economical, but easy to concentrate now. Hmm? Easy to what? Me. Correct. <laughs> now for the. <laughs> I mustn't let him win. I mustn't let him win. Now for the $24 question. How do you spell Jello? Capital J E L L O. Wrong. You left out the hyphen. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. Sit down. Sit down. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sit down. Sit down. Now our next contestant is Mr. Mr. What's your name, buddy? Percy Kilbride, and I'm a messenger boy also. I see. Now, Mr. Kilbride, here's your first question for six dollars. Who invented the steam engine? Well, I see. Uh, gotta, gotta think it out, you know. Gotta think it out. Take your time. Now tell us, who invented the... Sorry, time's up. Now for our final victim, or contestant this evening, we have Mr. Dennis Day. Are you sharp tonight, Dennis? What camp are we at? Good. <clears throat> now listen carefully. Here's your first question for $6. How many men are George Bernard Shaw? Boy, that's a tough one. One is correct. <laughs> now, now, would you like to... If I say the first thing that comes to my head, I'm liable to get it wrong. Uh, sit down, Mr. Kilbride. <clears throat> you, you were late. Sit down. Now, tell us, Mr. Day, how many men are Fred Mac Murray? How much have I won so far? One is correct. Very, very good. Now, would you like to try... I got the answer. I know who invented the steam engine. I told you your time is up, Mr. Kilbride. Now, Mr. Day, how would you like to try for the $24 question? No, I'll take the 12 and quit. You will not. <laughs> Virgil, don't you give him a penny. Now, concentrate, Mr. Day. This is for $24 or nothing. How many men are John Charles Thomas? 
Oh, I get it. One man. Wrong. John Charles Thomas are three men. Three men? Yes. John Barrymore, Charles Lawton, and Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> and so, folks, try and get it. Wind up the first contest by paying out a total of $6 to Miss Myrtle Minkelhopper. Congratulations, Miss Minkelhopper. Got the answer. Got the answer, Professor. Uh, too late. Too late. Play, Phil. Prepare to be praised, friends, when you serve this dessert. Because it's something mighty grand. Its name? Raspberry cheese dessert. And a more delightful treat you've just never tasted. You'll find it's easy to make, too. It's just as simple as can be. And here's how you do it. Just dissolve one package of Jell-O imitation raspberry flavor in one pint of hot water and turn into a ring mold. Chill until firm. And after unmolding it, fill the center with cottage cheese. Then serve it with toasted crackers and see if it doesn't make an instant hit with the whole family. You'll love the way these two swell flavors blend together. The smooth, creamy goodness of cottage cheese and the rich, tangy flavor of raspberry jello. Make up this beautiful red and white dessert tomorrow. Order several packages of raspberry jello. And be sure when you do, you get genuine jello. Because jello's new process locks in the flavor and gives you extra richness. The last number of the 28th program in the current Yellow series, and we will be with you again next Sunday night at the same time. Meanwhile, I'd like to thank Colonel Cowley, Major Vickery, and Captain Stalkup for a swell time here at Camp Han. Say, Jack. What? That quiz contest of yours was the biggest phony I ever heard of. What do you mean, phony? I paid Myrtle $6, didn't I? Why don't you give her four more so she can have her face lifted? <laughs> oh, don't be so catty. Good night, folks. <laughs> It's for the entertainment of the Army personnel and does not constitute an endorsement of the product by the War Department.